0: Block Talk Radio.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs>
2: You are locked in to dead-end sports. I'm your host, 12Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show. You can be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. Now, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can log into our chat room. Our chat room is always open, always interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Or you can log in as a guest and uh, watch the chatter going back and forth between the chat room participants. If you're on Facebook, hit us up. Facebook.com backslash deadendsports. We'll be posting our uh, questions there as well, topics. Um, like our page, become a fan of the page. Um also, hit us up. If you're on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at DeadEndSports. Uh, you can also follow us individually. You can follow me at 12Kyle. You can follow FIFO at FIFO247. You can follow Ken at KBNge, And you can follow BZ at bz 430 uh, Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com. Backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, make sure that you hit us up. We all you can also check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes as well. If you can't catch us live, uh, make sure that you go to our YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube channel. Watch our videos. Not only watch them, but subscribe to our channel as well. That's YouTube.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, also, make sure that you check out our website, Dead End Sports dot com. Again, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Uh, we got ready to get the show started. Without further ado, uh, once again, I said my name is 12Kyle. Uh, of course, I will not be doing the show alone. Got to bring in my boys, my partners in crime. Uh, first, let's bring in uh, the beat maker of the crew, my man, Beasy. Beasy, what up, though?
3: What up, though? What's going on, Kyle? What's up? Chillin' man, chillin' what's up with you. No, no, you come about beat making the crows up or you're getting ready to make some beats until you uh until <laughs> I figured out I figured out it was like nine o'clock and I'm like, Oh crap I said, that's right it's, it's time for dead ass sports, so I'm gonna have to put that to the side right now.
2: Man, matter of fact, man, I need you to send me some beats, man.
3: I got you, man. I got you. I okay, 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 cool. I'll cook up a couple for you, you know, for the
2: show and for the videos, too, as well. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. I, man, and it's funny because I meant to hit you up Sunday, man. I saw this, and it's probably an older documentary on uh, Jay Diller, man. Really? Man, that thing took me back, man. Oh, I've seen, seen them took all. I've seen
3: them all. Oh, you've seen them, I'm okay, sure okay. Seen yeah, seen them all? Okay, okay. I've seen Yeah, I've seen them all. This one was man. on, uh,
2: it's called The Shining. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah so,
3: yep.
2: Man, I, I love it. the joint, man. Yep. Um,. Yeah. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh next let's bring in my man FIFO, the point guard of the group. FIFO, what up, man?
4: Yo, yo, what's good, Kyle?
5: Chillin'. What's up with you, brother?
4: Man, I'm good, man. Look, everybody go uh go download the first single off the joint mixtape, Dead of Hip Hop, Salem Songs called Frontline with Mike Hands and General Steel, DJ Precise on the Cuts, uh AJ with, with with the. But <clears throat> everything else, man It's dope You know what I'm saying The first of many uh, The first of three singles We're gonna release off the joint And then We're gonna release the mixtape February 3rd So go check that out Go to uh, YouTube.com that and Hip Hop Go watch the video Rod put together, man Shout out to Rod With the graphics no And everything, man
2: No doubt Definitely, definitely Support that The joint mixtape Coming out February 3rd Yes, sir all right, all right, we're there, we're there. Uh, last but not least, let's bring in the former captain of <laughs> the Professor X of our crew, my <laughs> man Ken. Ken, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, what's good, fellas? Um, Matthew, uh, you, uh, everybody check out the the video. Um, you know, we'll, we'll also have a link to the single on the website. So if you're hearing this, you know, uh, if you're listening to this later that throughout the week, you know, go check out the video on YouTube. But um or you can just go to Dead and Hip Hop and watch the video there as well as download the thing all in one spot. So trying to make things a little bit easier for you guys, uh, that listening late. But uh yeah, just uh check that out. I appreciate the support. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You you
2: got any hip hop hip hop for us uh this weekend?
1: You know what, man, I wanna do something different this year. Um, so okay. I, I haven't really figured out what um what I wanted to do, so um, but, yeah, I want to kind of maybe come up with something a little bit different uh, for this year, uh, you know, just to kind of change things up a bit.
2: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Not uh, yeah.
2: All right, there it is. There it is. You heard it here first. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646 Once again, this is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Ken and FIFO. Hit us up, 646 Man, two hours really is not enough time to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, man. We're going to cover it all. Uh, the Ohio State University Buckeyes winning the national championship game last night. Uh, Marcus Mariota, his draft status. Uh, the controversial call in Green Bay. Peyton Manning, we're going to cover it all and much, much more. Tell a friend, pass the word, dead-end sports back on the air. Um, so let's start right there, man. Uh Ah, what a game last night. Um, you know what, I, I think we all talked about the game, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, on last week's show, uh, Ken was the only one to predict that Ohio State would win. Um, so we'll start with you, Ken. What, what was your thoughts on, on Ohio State beating, I mean, just beating down Oregon last night?
3: He was, he was just guessing. He was just going to get the grand. <laughs>
1: man, I haven't
0: <laughs>
1: Man, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a lot out of, out of people's uh, uh, book, man. This is why I love this show, because people can go listen to to the beginning of the season when we were talking about college football, and you know what? I, Ohio State was the top five team. At that time, without Braxton Miller, if if everybody will recall, Braxton Miller was hurt. And I was like, you know what? I believe in Urban Meyer and uh, the things that he can do as a coach. So I rolled with Ohio State, and and here we are. You know, and, and, you know, it was just something about that kid. When I saw what they did to Wisconsin, I thought it was potentially a fluke, even though 59 to nothing, technically, it shouldn't be a fluke, but the way he was throwing that ball, the confidence, the composure, you know, everything that he displayed in that game, I didn't know if it was a byproduct of the the large lead that they had, or if this kid was just something special. So, you know, of course, I picked him against Alabama, and then, of course, you know, I'm, I'm like, look, if you can beat Alabama in the SEC, a physical team that hits hard, you know they have athletes all across the field. They present many, many different things to you, and we all know Nick Saban is is a genius of a head coach. You should be able to beat Oregon, and and so and and so again, I put my faith in Urban Meyer, and I put my faith in two games that I saw of Cardell Jones, and he kind of reminded me. It, it kind of reminded me of what I saw with Winston. It was just something that was kind of glowing when I saw this guy play. It was like. This guy doesn't look like a third string quarterback at all. He looks like he's been playing. And um I don't look I'll be the first to say I don't know what's where he's going to go from here. But all I know is what he managed to do in three games was was special uh for this year for Ohio State. So I went with the man and um you know and and they they damn near gave it away. Four turnovers. Um, and and only managed to... They, they turned to, it over uh, a lot last night. Yeah, silly uh, mistakes, but they turned it over twice against Alabama, and and that's the other thing about that game against Alabama. They were down 21 and They just went on a roll. So with the physical running of Ohio State and Cordell Jones able to throw the ball down the field the way he can, you know, it was like pick your poison because it's not like the guy can't throw the ball down the field. It's not like he's not accurate and it's not like he can't, you know, fit in this tight spot. But Oregon, right. they they bet the farm on they, – they, they wanted to make Cardell Jones beat them. And they wanted to sit there and try to stop Elliott. And, and Elliott, just, he just wasn't having it. And they just ran all over Oregon, just like they ran all over Alabama, just like they ran all over Wisconsin. So right. these guys just got rolling, man. and And they were – even though they almost gave it away, they were not to be denied. And when the game was tight, 21-20, the composure Cardell Jones showed after that costly turnover to go down the field and put points on the ball, granted with a lot of ground game, but he did not waver. And he went down there and, and they took care of business. So I, I just had a feeling that Urban Meyer and this kid and the running game would find a way to get it done because they've beaten physical tough teams and Oregon granted they have a, a tougher stretch of schedule than than Ohio State, but Oregon they just they just don't see that. And and Ohio State does and Urban Meyer found a way to stop that offense. And when look let look when Mariota drove down the field and scored that touchdown, it's gonna be a long day. But when and when uh, Ohio State had to kick it back and and I was like, Oh man, they about, they may go up 14-0. but when they stopped him right. and then he drove ninety seven yards for a tying score. Right. Oh right. I was like, Oh, 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 or or this 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 might be a long night for Oregon. And you know what? It it, it was, man, so um it was a great game and you know, I'm I'm glad a lot of people disrespect you know, Ohio State. You know, oh, Oregon, I remember all the calls. I remember all the tweets. Oh, them boys about to get smashed. Oregon <laughs> run up and, the field. All the pundits and the analysts talking mad noise. Mariota's this, he's the best QB in college football, this, that and the other. That's the difference between Mary the difference between Mariota and Winston is what we saw last night. Mariota plays in this gimmick type of offense that is able to move the ball downfield with the hot tempo. And, and manipulation. Winston plays in a more of an NFL-type uh, offense, pro-style offense, with a physical running game, and he got receivers, and he's been there, done that. So, and and if, if look, let's be real, if if Winston and Ohio and, and the Florida State didn't call them the ball four times, I think they would have won that game because a lot of people don't remember that they controlled that game as well. They did whatever they wanted to do on offense. They just turned the ball over, got out of hand, and then it was over. But a lot of people don't look at, look at the final score, and, you know, they don't remember that. But anyway, man, um, great game. You know, Urban Meyer deserves to be talked about in in line with Nick Sabres and all the other great college coaches, man. But them boys, man, this year was a special year for them, man. And, and, you know, they proved the 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 college football panel playoff system right. They put in the right thing. That's true. That is that is a very
2: good point because, um, you know, a lot of people were thinking that, you know, it was, it was kind of iffy as to who that who that fourth team was going to be. Um, FIFA, what was your take from um, what was one of your biggest takes from last night's game, man?
4: That uh, Urban Meyer is one hell of a recruiter, and that the Pac-10 is nice as they can be. Um, they just they don't the brand of football that they play. Is not the same as some of the other power conferences, and whenever they play in big games, it just shows. This is not right. the first time the Pac-10s lost like this. Um, and it's not the first time Oregon's lost like this in a big bowl, you know. Um, right. And and Ohio State just just ran it down their throat, and I'm over here watching a game with my boy, and I and I was like, Yo, if I'm, I'm not I'm not throwing the ball, like like what, what what's the point of me throwing the ball? Like you can't stop the run at all. I'm chewing up the clock. We're scoring. Do have four total touchdowns, like mm-hmm. four touchdowns, two hundred and fifty six. Man, I don't, I don't care what level of football you play. You have production like that from the run game. You're probably gonna lose the game, right? You, you, you just are. And um, you know, I, I thought um, overall, you know, Mariota played a, a, a decent game. Um, Oregon, they just they just couldn't get a rhythm because they just got dominated up front on both sides of the ball. That old line was dominated, um, you know, and and that's why they say the game is won in the trenches. And this is the prime example of that. All you had to do is just watch that line play, and you knew who won the game.
2: That's true. That is so true. And, and you know the old saying, man, the game is won on the offensive and defensive line. Um, what about you, B? What what was one of your biggest takeaways from last night's game?
3: Uh it just shows you when you have a strong running game like Ohio State did, it makes the Q B life a whole lot easier. I mean, let mm-hmm. this be a lesson. When you have when you have someone that's rushing for two hundred plus some yards, you can just turn the ball Jeez. off what thirty thirty something times he rushes for touchdowns. Of course, life is gonna be a whole lot easier for you as a QB. So I think running I think Ohio State them being able to run the ball so effectively was pretty much one of the main, if not the main, factor and key why they won that won his national championship game. If they didn't have the running game that they have, I don't know if you would have, if Ohio State would have been able to get that victory. Because I mean, the QB number, the quarterback number, his numbers wasn't like, oh my god, they wasn't like scalding or very outstanding or like, oh man, he was balling. That's because of that running game. That running game was just so successful, and you know, kudos to Urban Meyer for coming over there in that situation that he was in when he first got there. From uh, the Jim Trushel era, and still able to get recruits, get guys over there, and, and still ball out. You know, let's, let's not forget they went undefeated last year. But I think they couldn't right. play because they wouldn't they wasn't bowl eligible because of the you know because exactly. the Trushel. So you know, kudos to Urban Meyer for going to a completely different conference and still recruiting you know guys he wanted to recruit. And let's let's not let's not forget. And they said this yesterday, and I didn't know that. There was like about, what, nine or ten impact players are freshmen and, and sophomores. So, it mm-hmm. looked like Yeah, they so like young. They, they, they really they have look,
2: enough to run the table.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, Jim Jim Harbour, he got his work cut off for the next four or five years over there in Michigan because uh, Ohio State is coming. They are definitely coming in, in that football conference. So, yeah, kudos to Urban Meyer and definitely kudos to that running game uh, yesterday. I mean, I, I think I would have won a game if I had a running back rushing the way he was. I can't pronounce his name, L- Ezello, e- or something like that. But, Ezekiel. you know, if y'all listen to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, yeah. Ezekiel, yeah. If I had a running back running like that, hell, I, I life would be easier for me if I had to swing my arms all, <laughs> right. all across the field. You know what I'm right. saying? So, hey, kudos to that running game, man. He was definitely the MVP for that game. He balled out. And, you know, I mean, you know, as a, of course I was not rooting for Ohio State. As, as a Michigan not. born and raised, that's against my religion. I mean, you know. It's good for the Big Ten. It is a good uh, spotlight for the Big Ten, you know, for it to be in the first playoff college football game, and it's won by a Big Ten team. But don't get, me, don't get it twisted. I was in the oh, watching it yelling, go Ducks, go Ducks, because I, I would not fix my mouth to say, go Buckeyes, or, oh, I hope Buckeyes right. win. So, <laughs> you So, know, you know, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Congratulations. They, they won it. They deserved it. They had a great running game. Um, that's pretty much it. it, was, it was, I'm glad the game was a lot better because, you know, sometimes these national championship games, they be blowouts. Like, you yeah. it like, oh, yeah, yeah. wasn't worth nothing. So I'm kind of glad we at least kind of, we were at least at the edge of our seats a little bit until, like, what, about six or seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter when, yeah, when, uh, when, when kind boy, of separated. Ohio State went up. Yeah, when Ohio State went up by two touchdowns, I'm like, okay, this is kind of about a wrap. It was about six minutes left to go. So, you know, other than that, it, I thought it was a, it was a good, exciting game for the most part.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I one thing I take away from the game and I tweeted it last night, um Cardell Jones, a K A twelve gauge, there's no way in the world he's a third string quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's a third string quarterback. I don't know like he when I watched him and, and I and I said it and I, I didn't just say it last night, but I said it during the Alabama game too. This kid does not look like a third string quarterback. I've seen third string quarterbacks, I've played with third string quarterbacks. He just doesn't. I mean like I'm 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 looking at him, I'm like, okay, well what did he not do to get on the field? And then I had to kinda go back and try to remember what Barrett looked like, you know, coming into the season and then um and then um the other quarterback that got hurt. Um, so I you know and, and I didn't want to be a prisoner of the moment. But that kid, is, he, he, and we're going to talk about him in a second, but he was phenomenal last night. Like V said, you know, it definitely helps when you have a great running game. I mean, a great running game is any quarterback's best friend. But, um, you know, some of the things that he was able to do, some of the throws he was able to make last night um, were key. Uh, and, you know, much like FIFA, man, you you got to tip your hat to Urban Meyer, man. Urban Meyer, he has to be mentioned with some of the great coaches in college football because, you know, this is – him doing it again, and he started over. And like B said, you know, he they went undefeated last year, uh, you know, but they weren't bowl eligible. But um, hey man, tip your hat to him. I, I was not, I'm not an Ohio State fan, and by any stretch of imagination, rooting for Ohio State. But um, and I picked Oregon to win, and they just really got <laughs> pushed around. And I think it goes back to what Ken said. Um, that 97 yard drive in the first quarter. That let everybody know that, hey, Ohio State, is they came to play. And they were flying around. And, and by, the, by the middle of the third quarter, you can just tell they were the more physical and the more dominant team. 646 uh, 478 is the phone number to call. Um, real quick, let's jump to the phone lines. I, I knew this phone call was coming. Uh, this next caller, he actually went to Ohio State, so I knew he would be calling, calling to rub it in. It's the man that gave me birth, gave me life, my dad. What's up, Dad?
6: Nothing, Kyle. It's good to see that you are humble, and I'm glad that Beezy is humbled. Anybody that likes Michigan, I thought Beezy was my man. he got a little brain He's damage going Detroit, on. He's from Detroit, Dave. There, He's not going <laughs> to like Ohio State. <laughs> you, should,
3: you should understand that, sir. You should definitely understand
6: that. I didn't know he was from Detroit. Well, uh... I'll forgive him for that. <laughs> Not for being from Detroit, but being a Michigan fan. He's supposed to like Michigan. That's his home. And I don't understand Kyle knowing that his grandmama's from Ohio and all our family is from Ohio. That part of the family has been in Ohio since before the Civil War. But uh, you guys hit the nail right on the head all over the head. And uh, it was a dominating performance. And it was a really, in fact, I was thinking, when I make my first speech, when I get my little nine and ten-year-olds back in the late summer, I'm going to point out the fact that with a line, you can do anything. Without a line, right. you can do nothing, because you guys should nail right on the head. Ohio State ran that same trap uh, all game long, and Elliott just... Delayed a step, squeeze through about a thirty-inch window, and then he's gone. I'll tell you, uh, Cardell Jones, third and one, third two. They don't need a pullback. That right. big dude just runs over people. It, it reminds me of it reminds me of Cam a little bit, uh, at least about that physicality part of it. Right. Uh, Ohio State just whipped them on the lines, and they wore them out and down. Because I'll tell you the truth, those four. Turnovers don't happen. Ohio State puts up sixty on them yeah, easily yeah, because they could. They never did demonstrate that they, could, after that first series, maybe first or second series, they when Ohio State went that ninety-seven yards, they from that point on they did not prove or show that they could stop Ohio State's running game or or their passing game because after the Jones got a little bit comfortable and uh, they made an adjustment where the uh, receivers started just. Spotting up in the zones, you know it was it was lights out. Then, now I don't know what they're going to do for next year. Whether or not uh, Jones is going back to the bench, I know uh, more than likely, since he wasn't a, a Urban Meyer recruit, Braxton Miller is going out of Columbus. Uh, I would, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if he ended up in Columbia. Uh, that you know, I don't know if Steve Spurrier would want him, but I mean, I wouldn't mind if he ended up there, not at all. Uh, so you, you and, think
2: you think Miller's going to transfer?
6: I'm quite sure because, like I said, uh, Meyer doesn't owe him anything. He he was not recruited by Meyer. He's not Meyer's boy. He's a senior. These kids are young. They're proven. Barrett and Jones are young. They're proven. You're going to. You're gonna dance with the uh, lady that got you to the dance. Uh, he didn't win Meyer a, a national title. This, these kids did, right? Uh, and that's what he's gonna dance with. He's, he's gonna keep those kids. You know, like I said, he don't. Want, he, he doesn't know the, uh He doesn't know him anything because he didn't recruit him. And uh, the other thing, uh, you guys were on your show last night talking about. I mean, last week some of the things you talked about, like was a trade. Uh, I'm still scratching my head wondering. I know I'm getting off subject a little bit. I'm still my, I still scratch my. I wanted to say last week. I'm still my head wondering why Cleveland didn't get somebody that can bang because that's <laughs> what they <laughs> need. Yep. Yep. You know, because, yeah,
3: you know because
6: because you know uh, they got a bunch of guys that can shoot jumpers and do all the kinds of stuff, but can. Nobody in that team is physical, and they're getting the crap beat out of them under the boards. So, but uh, it was so good last night seeing the Buckeyes win, and it was even better seeing my son lose. I, I usually pull for my boys, but uh, him and his brother. In fact, his brother posted on Facebook that he wouldn't mind seeing one of those Buckeyes drop. Hit me in the head, which is all good. <laughs> but uh, hey, well look uh, at the time, man. Kyle, before you I go, <laughs> let me just say this: I'm glad we won this week because I was—I I didn't feel right about that 2002 victory as much as I did tonight. There's no doubt, and, and I feel good about this one. I couldn't feel real good about that one. I felt good, but I'm not, not really good in 2002. But I feel great. I'm on top of the world.
2: Hey, well as always, thanks for calling in, Dad. We definitely appreciate it.
6: All right, son. We'll be we'll be talking.
2: All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Phone up my dad called six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, that cat started texting me like in the second quarter, man, so I <laughs> I couldn't avoid the heckling. Um <laughs> you know how it is when you pick when you pick against uh your family. Um, yeah, so the next question I want to throw out to you guys, uh, Marcus Mariota, man, didn't have you know necessarily a great game last night. He didn't have the kind of game that you would think. Uh, I heard a lot of people, uh, Desmond Howard, some of the guys talking after the game about uh, his you know whether or not it hurt his draft status or what have you. Um, like I said, not impressive, but you're playing against an NFL caliber type defense. Um, T4, I'll start with you, man. Do you think his performance hurt his draft stock?
4: Um, I think, I think a little bit, but, um, we know what the draft process is. It's, it's, it's a series of tests, measurements, and I think that he's going to do good in those. Um, I think he didn't really hurt his draft stock much because the knocks against him are he didn't play in a pro style offense. He doesn't make right. enough pro style throws per game. So those those are knocks already against him, and I don't think that he hurt himself because that last interception. Let's be honest, that really didn't count. But he threw for right. three ten with two touchdowns and no interception. Re- realistically, no interception. You know right. what I'm saying? So so he had a decent game. I don't I don't really think he hurt himself. I don't think he helped himself, but I don't really think he hurt himself. Um, I think that he's just gonna have to work on those things that he didn't do in college uh, to really make him a better pro. Um, I don't know if he's ready, you know, day one. I definitely think that he should sit because I think he does have some natural ability, but um, I think he's going to need to be coached up. So I don't really think he hurt it, but he didn't help it.
2: Okay, okay. What about you, uh, B? Uh, did he help
3: or hurt his status? Um, I don't even say he helped it or he hurt it, really. I mean, you know, he just, okay. he just came across a team that was well prepared and that was able to run the ball so effectively. I mean, you know, of course, you can't really blame him for what the defense couldn't do. I mean, it's not the defense fault really. I mean, you know, he doesn't play defense. And like people said, he didn't have he didn't have like a, a horrible game. I mean, you know, like you said, besides that interception was really one of just like a little a garbage time interception. He really didn't have like a really bad game, and let's not forget he was missing what two two of his good receivers, two of his good receivers. You know, so I mean,
0: he did what he had. He did what he can do
3: on the offensive end. It wasn't like they wasn't scoring because they were scoring. They was they was going buck for buck with Ohio State. They came back. They got back in the game. You know, so I I don't think it really hurt them. I don't think it really helped them either, of course, because the fact people looking at it, hey, it's a big game, so you got to win the big games. But he just the team with Ohio State was just real prepared. You know, I, I can't really. Henry's knock him for that, I man. I think I think most of the things, even if he would have won a game, all it would have took, you know how the media is, it would've took him to have a bad pro day at the combine or something, and they would be like, Oh, well he's gonna be a number he's gonna be a number twentieth pick. So regardless of either right. one or the loser's game, all they're gonna be doing focused on now is how he's gonna do come um pro day. So say if he would have won a game and then he would have had a bad pro day, then they were talking about some oh, I think his stock is gonna be dropping. So I mean it doesn't really matter. It doesn't help, help hurt or help him from um, his draft stock or whatever. They they waiting for that pro day, how right, he's going to look, you know, in front of the scouts, NFL scouts and everything. But I thought he played a pretty solid game, though, to be honest with you. I thought he did. Really did.
2: Okay. What about you, Ken? What was your take on Marcus Mariota, the Heisman Trophy winner?
1: Um. Well, I, I think it sort of did hurt his stock. You know, people were already <laughs> saying that Winston – is the best quarterback, you know, that that that's ready for the NFL. This is not me saying this. This is NFL scouts. These are people that do this for a living and get paid to do it. They're saying that Winston is the better quarterback. He has all the skills. His problem is off the field, um, and that that's that's what's going to hurt him. B um, said it best, I, and and people people kind of wondered about Mariota simply because of the style of offense he played in. And um a a and and so, you know, it, it it's really gonna come down to what does he do at, at the combines. But there are people saying that he, he still need needs some work. Um but I I'll say it hurt his is his draft status simply because of this. When that game was going on, the announcers were talking up Oregon for damn near the whole half. Right, And as soon as Ohio State started to control the game, that conversation started to kind of shift a little bit. And after the game, now people were talking about, oh, did Mariota hurt his draft status? And people were saying that Cardell Jones is now the guy that right. people need to go get for the NFL. So in terms of perception and how people look at it, and I don't think that excludes the, the NFL itself. I think it did because, like B said, we are in the age of where you have to win big games. And if you don't win big games, this guy don't want all these games and, and he gets a national championship. People are heralding these guys, oh, Oregon's not soft anymore. They get the, the shit smacked. They get smacked all up and down the field by the running game and, and by the running game from the quarterbacks and the damn running backs. They get smacked mm-hmm. all over the field. They thought that you know that once they did what they did to – Florida State, they were ready, but we know that that was a down Florida State. team. Anyway, I'm off track. I think that it hurt his status because he didn't win the big game. We know how people judge you when it comes to big games. We see it in the NFL. We see it with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time that's playing in the NFL right now. He loses game and it affects what people think of him. Yeah, go
4: ahead. But 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 what could he have done differently? Like it's not his fault that buddy number eighty five dropped that that potential touchdown. You know what I'm saying? There was some big drops. It was a lot of things that was out of his control. Everything that he could have done, I felt he did in that game. His old line didn't give him any time. They were manhandled. So for him to really go through there and, and, and not come out, what, did he even did he fumble? Did he have any turnovers in this game? He don't I mean, ever. He, uh, he did have one fumble,
2: but he, he recovered it, so you know it's not. Okay. I, I think. So, so. so. I, go ahead, Fivo. No, no. Go ahead,
4: Kyle. You good?
2: No, no. What I, I was, I was going to just piggyback off what you said. I think, I don't think when we talk about his stock being, I, personally, I don't think he helped it. I don't think he hurt it either. I think um, it was somewhere in the middle. Um, I think when we talk about his status, I don't think that has much to do with whether or not he could have won or what he could have done differently last night. Um, I was listening to, and I really kind of hate listening to those suits, but, you know, Todd McShay was saying that Marcus Mariota, his game, you know, he he is a system quarterback, and what they're trying to figure out now is if his game translates to the NFL, you know, can he make the kind of throws that, you know, from the pocket, you know, and, and he struggled in the pocket, you know most of his throws were on the run, or they were the swing passes and stuff like that, but when he had to stand in there, he got pressure coming up the middle, which is where you get a lot of pressure from um where he couldn't get outside where they kind of boxed him in, he struggled a little bit, and he wasn't as accurate as he was you know uh being out on the perimeter uh that being said, you know teams want to kind of figure out is he more is he if he's not the type of system guy like uh like r g three was um, I think he and Jameis will go one and two as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Uh, the scouts rave about Jameis Winston because he can make every, what they say make every throw that you need an NFL quarterback to make. He's good decision maker. He throws in the small windows. He does, Jameis Winston on the field does everything that you want an NFL quarterback to do, and he runs a pro style offense. The <laughs> the downside is you don't know what the hell Jameis is going to do off the field. Um, yeah, and I'll put it like this: If Jameis Winston had Marcus Mariota's character off the field, this wouldn't even be a discussion. Jameis Winston would be hands down the number one pick, not even the discussion. The discussion would be where Marcus Mariota would fall. Um, that being said, I think, I, like I said, I thought he did okay last night. He he didn't he didn't show me anything that I hadn't already seen before. It, you know, and and keep in mind in the pro in the, in the NFL in the pro game. You know, a lot of your snaps you take under center. He doesn't take any snaps under center, and that's a huge adjustment when you go to the NFL when you got to work on your three-step drops, your five-step drops, your seven-step drops. Um, so that's going to be something that scouts look at. And, and like B said, you really won't know until they have their pro days and until they go to the combine. If they throw at the combine or if they have their own personal workouts, that's when you'll know whether or not it really hurt his stock. But I thought you know, I thought he did okay last night. Um, you know, his, his teammates, yeah. he... He just didn't get the kind of help he probably needed. and I and I said the same about Jameis. Jameis didn't get the kind of help that he needed to get Florida State over the top. And same thing happened last night for Marcus Mariota. Go ahead, Ken. R-
1: right, and 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 you're you're right, I think those drops those drops really affect- I think it affected the team um, uh, a bit more than people give it credit for, especially that, that one that probably would have went for a touchdown when dude was wide open. The one where he was going to pick up the first down, okay, fine. But when you drop one that's wide open like that, that didn't help Mariota at all. Um, right. But that even, even after all of that, and, and kind of going back to, to what people were saying, yeah, his numbers look great. But he didn't really wow or impress anybody. When you look at the the stat with the box scores like oh three under something, two two touchdowns, you know, he did you know, he did all right. But the guy had four turnovers. Ohio State turned the ball over four times and they only put up ten points. Credit to the Ohio State defense. But we're talking about a team that averages forty something, forty seven points a game. And and he struggled when the system didn't work. So now you're mm-hmm. looking at wh- what happens when you take the system away. Well, we kind of uh, you, you know, know he's able to produce on the field, but you know not so much. He got 70 yards off of a blown coverage, but he right. couldn't systematically walk the ball down the field. You know, once Ohio State was locking down and and, and playing great defense on him. So I, I think again, it's not about. You're absolutely right, people. It's like there's only so much he can do. He can't catch the ball. But I think when I'm looking at this, I'm not I'm looking at this from just the way people were talking, the kind of the mood around, you know, the, the lead-up to this game. It was all about Mariota and the Oregon offense. That's all people were talking about. You can't stop him. He's the best quarterback. He's the hot. Like, there was so much hype around Mariota. And, and I'm going back to – to the perception of him, people thought this guy couldn't be stopped, and he got, he got stopped. And not only that, he lost by twenty-two on the biggest stage against a defense that couldn't. That, granted, the defense couldn't stop anybody, but you know, I mean, I just, he, he right had me. four turnovers.
4: Look, 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 he had four look, turnovers. Ralph, look, 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 look. look, <laughs> look let's, let, let, let's be on system versus system. Everybody has a system. Everybody has. You know uh, uh, um, the, the way that they want things ran, but at the end of the day, it's all about the talent. What type of talent does Urban Meyer recruit? He recruits four and five star players. Oregon gets three, two and three star players, maybe four. And it showed last night. You could just tell in the girth of the of the body types, man. You could just right. see it. Ohio State had a better class of athletes. Quarterbacks don't have to be, you know, so prototype. They just have to do what their system needs them to do. And and, and almost like a segue for uh, Russell Wilson, you've always been down on him because he doesn't get the yardage and all of that, but he does what... Pete Carroll needs him to do to win in that system. That's what Mariota has done. Let's see if it translates. But in that game, he needed a four- or five-star receiver out there to go against that, that, that secondary. Um, he needed a four- or five-star couple O-linemen to get some of them big Ohio State dudes off of him for just a little bit longer. Th- th- there was a difference, and you saw it. Now, for Mariota to do what he did, to me, speaks volumes. With, with, with the mm. type of talent he had around him, now I'm not giving him extra points. That's why I said I don't think that it hurt him, or I don't think that it helped him. But I just want to see him with equal O line, D line, you know, and outside talent. It just it was not equal. It was not. It almost wasn't fair. <laughs> you it's not going to be equal in the style, NFL. It's not going to be. But 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 more of the players are more on the same playing field though, Ken. And it depends on who takes him. Because obviously if he's going to be taken as a second quarterback, and he's going to a bad team. Right. He's going go to go a bad team. Which I don't team. think
1: that's going to help him at all.
4: I agree. You know. I
1: know
2: we've got a lot of time before now in the, in the draft and the combine and everything. The draft happens in April. Combine, if I'm not mistaken, is in February. March, I'm sorry. Um one thing that they will look at that you can look at from this game is some of the intangibles is that when a quarterback is down or when your team is down, how do you propel them and lead them, you know, when when you're struggling? I mean, like Ken said, if, if you're blowing people out and you're winning by 40 every week, that's cool. You know, one thing scouts and, and teams are going to look at is how do you handle adversity when you're down during the game? When you look at a kid like Winston – <laughs> he was down damn near every week and rallied his team back and his team got behind him and you didn't see that in Mariota and and now granted like people said you know he 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 can throw the ball he can't catch the ball and block and all of that stuff at the same time but that's those are some of the intangibles I think that um and can maybe you have a point maybe some of the backlash probably came because that's all we talked about that's all we heard about Leading up to this game, and everybody, there was so much praise. And, and I keep hearing about how great of a guy he is, and he sounds like he's a great guy. But, you know, I I don't need a great guy, you know, being a quarterback of my team. I need somebody that's going to be able to be able to play. Um, you know, I don't really care about his personality uh, off the field. Can he lead other men um, to victory? That's the thing that you want to see. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, man. Um,
1: like I
3: said, I don't yeah, think he
1: helped or hurt it. But, no, no and, I, and I and I just want to say this, I, so so I can at least get it on record. I'm not I'm not downing or shitting on the guy. I, I do think you know he, he 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 did what he could in that game. I, I think for me, and, and I think for a lot of people that were hyping him up and and were talking all the crap, you know, like like this guy was the best quarterback to ever play the game, you know, uh, and and that's a bit of a hyperbole there. You know, I I didn't see it. I, I thought he was he was a byproduct of the system. Uh, to a certain degree, and and I think when you look at that game, you know a lot of people that were hyping him up, thinking that you know hyping him up, they can make excuses for the performance. The, they okay. could the defense didn't stop the guy, drop passes. He didn't have one of his top receivers, so you can make excuses for what happened in the game. But on the flip side, you can also look at that game and say, well, was he exposed? Also, because he played against an elite style uh, opponent. And, you know, and and, and he, can, he, he can only
3: put up 20 points
1: with four turnovers. So, you know, it, it could go both ways. It just depends on, on, on you know, if you like the guy or not. I, you know, he has the talent. He he had a hell of a, a career. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he did his thing. He's a husband winner. I can't knock any of that.
5: You know, but, and
1: I don't think his draft status would be hurt that bad. I think people would just kind of, you know, kind of look at it a little differently now.
2: No doubt, no doubt, 646-478-0356 is the phone number to call. This is the best sports show, the place where sports opinions collide. We rarely agree. We are dead-end sports. I'm your host, 12Kyle, joined by my partners, Incline, BZ4, and Ken. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, one other takeaway from last night's game was uh the performance of Cardell twelve gauge Jones. Um twelve gauge is a if I'm not mistaken he's a redshirt redshirt freshman redshirt sophomore. Um and after beating Wisconsin fifty nine to nothing, after beating the number one team in the country, Alabama last uh last week, uh and then his performance last night there has been a lot of talk about whether or not he should declare for the for the pros. Um, there's a sentiment around uh, Columbus that Barrett is coming back, that Braxton Miller is coming back, uh, you know, and Jones has the option to come back, or he could possibly go to the pros. I, I heard a couple of the so-called experts say that they could see him going to going in the uh, no. They said no lower than the fourth round, but probably, but maybe as high as the second round. Um, and you know, all it takes is one team to put a flyer on you. Uh, here's the thing that's kind of working against Cardell Jones. Most all of the players who were thinking about going to the because the deadline to declare is two days from now. Everybody who was who played in that game last night, who you know was either considering. They reached out to the NFL. They got some reports back. And then, you know, the NFL says, okay, hey, we think you'll land here between here and here, that type of thing. Well, Carter L. Jones didn't do that because obviously he didn't, you know, there was no talk about him going pro. So now he has to make a decision, you know, within the next two days as to whether or not he should go pro or come back to, you know, Ohio State. And if he comes back to Ohio State, there really isn't a guarantee that he could be the starter. Uh, Urban is not going to co- publicly comment on anything like that. They're trying to enjoy the win, but it's a good problem to have, but just imagine having those three quarterbacks back on campus next season. Somebody's, you know, two people not going to play. That being said, Beasy, should he go pro or come back
3: to school? Let uh, just go ahead and come back. Run run a table, come back. If you're competitive, come back what? and show hey, hello I can't can hear you? you can you hear me hello hello yeah go I can ahead hear you me. can you hear me can someone hear me yeah I got you I got you oh okay okay yeah I was just saying yeah I think as a competitor come back to school and, and prove that you deserve that certain job that you that you gonna have that certain job um I just say I mean I, that's all I gotta say just come back I don't think you should go to the pros Will you say here? a sophomore yeah restaurant sophomore hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say come come back. I say just go ahead and come on back. Go go on, come on back. But you know what, though? I mean, yeah, easier said than done. I'm pretty sure if he got, if it's some agents or some people saying, hey, look, if you come out now, you're going to be guaranteed top, you know, at least in the top agent from first round draft pick. I'm pretty sure the money's going to get the money's going to get the talking. He's going to leave. But if he feels that he hasn't made his mark at Ohio State University, I say come back. And prove that you were the starting QB. You know, say, you know. Thanks for helping us at three games, getting us a championship. You know, getting us a national championship. But I think he should come back and try to prove that he was a starter.
2: Okay, okay. What about you, uh, Ken? Uh, should Twelve Gauge take it take his talents to the NFL, or should he come back to school?
1: Man, I I have honestly been thinking about this since since that dis- this discussion has actually been put out there. Um, and it's extremely difficult uh, for me to even decide on which which way he should go. You know, I heard he just had a kid, so, um, mm-hmm. and a father, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted to go pro, you know, so he can start earning some bread because we know college football damn sure don't pay any bills and damn shit <laughs> <they> won't pay <laughs> nope. for any damn tampers tamp- and, uh, and food. And trust me, he's going to need some bread for that damn food. Um, so that complicates things from uh uh on his side from a personal uh perspective that that's that's kind of tough when people are talking about you know you have he has n f l talent but he's talking about you know where can you potentially go um i don't think he'll go first round, i think second or third, but is it worth it and then you know if you declare eligible if you declare for the n f l and you know as b and people alluded to earlier. What happens? You go to the combines and and you sink up the joint, you know what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden you fall even further, and um and uh and you know you probably just just cost yourself, you know um uh an NFL career, uh, you know versus if you come back for a year, uh you know fine tune some things and 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 really show people that it it wasn't a fluke and um. You know, and, and he said it himself, he said, look, I, I don't think I'm ready. And and I think that that, that 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 statement to me showed that, you know, here's a guy that has definitely matured over time and that, he, you know, he has a, a – it seems like a level head on his shoulders um, mm-hmm. to even admit that because a lot of people would jump to the NFL if given a chance. Um, right. But at the same time, when, you know, you look at it, man, you, you, you hot right now. Like – People would just take a chance on you just just off of just because you hot alone. right alone. Right, yeah, because look at what he's done. You know, and and people are like, man, you, people will want that. It's a small sample size, high high risk, but six foot five can run, he has a cannon for an arm, he he's accurate, and uh he can run over nose guards. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. You know you know, it's it's hard to find that. Um, but you know, you don't have enough film to go off of. So he would he, it would take him two or three years of coaching before he would even step on the field and, and he'll be earning a paycheck. But uh, paycheck. is he willing to grow up in the NFL or does he want to grow up in, in college and run the risk of not even having a, a, a starting job? Um, so there, I... I I honestly don't know, man, because I'm I'm split down the middle um, on this decision because he could come back, bust his leg up, he's done. You know, anything could happen. You know, if he come back, he could come back and not be a starter. He could come back and play like crap. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you just never know. So do you want to risk that or do you want to risk being a second or third round draft pick, a bad NFL combine, and possibly not making the team? I don't know. So, um... Ah, uh, if I was his father, I would tell him to leave. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I, would, I would say I would take the chance. Um, I would see if I can get some some uh you know somebody to kind of project where he would go, but I would try to take advantage of this momentum because all people talk about it, him, they're not even talking about the Osmond quarterback anymore. Yeah, right. So right. I, I, you know, yeah. So I would, I would, I would try to uh, uh, take advantage of this if, if I can. You know, because he, everybody's gonna be looking at him. So yeah, I would tell, I, I would tell him to leave. I okay, wouldn't run okay. the risk of getting hurt or anything else possibly happening.
2: FIFo, what, what you got, man? What, what, you, you're Cardell Jones, man. Are you, are you, are you going to to the registrar's office to withdraw, or are you, are you coming back to school?
4: Man, I'm always going to bet on myself. I'm not going to uh, go to the registrar office. I'm going to tell my agent to go handle that for me. (laughs)
1: Because
4: I'm I'm going to the league, man. Um, Look, you work, you play sports, and you dream big to get to this opportunity. And when this opportunity is here and your stock is high, you better go. Because you're not gonna get a second opportunity, especially in football. We see that football out of almost any major sport is probably the most cutthroat when it comes to roster positions. So with that being said, why are you gonna wait? Like like what for? You have stiff competition at your position, at the only position that there's only one guy on the field. So why go back to that situation where right now you've played three excellent games? They they are questions about you, but they also see the potential in you. Guess what? You're a mystery. Go make your money, go work your ass off, and be the best player you can be. And I, and I think it's as simple as that. If he, if he doesn't pan out, he doesn't pan out. How many, how many college players don't pan out in the NFL year after year? It's, it's Look, the fact that you get invited, the fact that you get an opportunity to be drafted, it is something that is special and it's something that everybody that plays that game works for. If you get the opportunity, go on ahead and take it.
1: And think about this, people. This guy was a third stringer at the beginning of the year. He wasn't even exactly. going to sniff the field. This is like a gift you've been handed exactly. from whoever you believe in. I, I'll run with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah,
2: you so, know what, man? You never I, come I, back. <laughs> exactly. I, I think, um, and I tweeted it, I said, go, go back to school. And I, I changed my mind, man. I, much like Ken, I, I've been on the fence about this all day when I started thinking about it, man. Because, and it's unfair to him, because, like I said, everybody that played in last night's game, everybody that played in the games last week, They already got the information from the NFL to let them know, you know, Amari Cooper played, you know, and TJ Yeldon and all those guys from Alabama who declared those guys played knowing that, okay, well, hey, they've already gotten their reports back from the NFL saying, okay, well, hey, you'll be a first rounder. You'll be a second rounder, that type of thing. Um, Or their projections, I should say, uh, because nothing is etched in stone. You know, it's unfortunate that he was not able to get that. I I would hope that Urban Meyer would be sitting down with him, and somebody would be trying to get this report as quickly as possible since he only has two days to make a decision whether or not to declare or to come back. Um, like you said, football is so cutthroat, and college football is very cutthroat. Um, you know, Miller has already said that he's coming back. Barrett is saying he's coming back. And, you know, if Jones comes back, you know, that it. There's, I mean, Urban Meyer could make it just an open competition. so you know, when spring ball comes out, say, hey, the best man made the best man win. I mean, you don't want to. It would look real strange if Cardell Jones went from winning the national championship game to being a third string quarterback or a second string quarterback for that matter. I think if he can get any type of information from the NFL saying that he would be a second or third rounder, I go. Go make six hundred thousand dollars. Go sit on the bench. Go learn from a veteran, learn how to be a pro, and you know, in two or three years, you'll be ready to start. Because he reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger. I, I saw a lot of Roethlisberger when he was coming out of college. He, he, he reminds me so much of Big Ben. Um, and and but Big Ben is it, Big Ben wasn't this fast. Um, he, he seems to be a lot faster than what you know he, he really is. But and I, I don't know. But yeah, I. Go get the money, man. Go, like, and FIFO said it best. I'm going to bet on myself before I bet on anything else. Bet on yourself. Bro, you know, if you can get the information saying that you're going to be in the second or third round, or maybe if they said, okay, the best we we can give you is fourth round, I, I'd probably come back fourth round. Um, but outside of that second or third round, why go waste another? And, and then you, you go back to school, and you, you may or may not start, and if you do start, you got – a chance for scouts to, you know, for people to criticize you or a ch- chance to get hurt. Nah, man. Let me go get that money. Go get that money. 646 uh, 478 Again, 646 We got people on the line. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to VA. We got the six, man. Our boy Q. Q, what up?
7: Yo, what's good, fellas? What's up?
1: What's up? What's up, bro?
7: Man... Lost a good fifty on this game, man. Stradited last night watching this, watching, watching these ducks. Hey, Q, I gotta ask, bro. Now.
2: I gotta ask you because you've been screaming Mariota, Mariota, Mariota all season long. You, you, you were saying, you. Everybody, we all know you're big Eagles fan. Are you still in favor of the Eagles trading up to try to get this guy?
7: Oh, hell yeah. Like, yo, people are tripping, yo. Like, people are tripping on Mariota, man. You know, it's funny how, you know, if someone loses in the playoffs in college, you know, it's a huge deal. But if they do it in the NFL playoffs, you know, it's no big deal. But we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, you know, like, Marcus Mariota, man. First off, Ifo Preolu, his top cornerback, gets hurt, The like, the game or the day before, I believe, um, The Florida State game They still won that But I knew if they were Going to face An Alabama Or Ohio State His presence Was going to be missed So no excuses But that was a loss Then His 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 top wide receiver Carrington Smokes weed And like, had one, like One of the most Selfish moves I've seen In college football In recent memory Is to Throw your team Under the bus And Marcus Mariota Had literally No one to throw to Other than Number nine I don't even know dude's name. And he almost dropped the ball before he even had the end zone. That was a generous call. So, right. In my opinion, in my opinion, I don't think Marcus is a bad quarterback. And I don't think he is, you know, in any way deserving of, you know, criticism to a certain degree. Because number 85 drops a wide-open bomb. Like, it's in his hands. It wasn't underthrown what people were saying. I watched the tape. It was right in dude's hands, and he could have turned around and scored instead. Dude drops it. Okay, the Oregon offense, the same way that Chip Kelly runs this. Chip Kelly's offense is like when beat makers and everyone knows this. When you set like the metronome, you have to hit like your button at every single time. Like the old NPCs, these Mm and the ones you
5: have
7: to hit the old NPC each time. If you miss yep. it, the whole beat is, is messed the whole up beat is up so what yep. so when Marcus Mariota throws on a third and three to a wide open number seven and he drops it, guess what the whole beat is messed up, and now Ohio State has a chance to get on, and the momentum is theirs. The next drive goes into eighty five the beat is messed up, and they have a they have a chance to hop on it, man. It makes no sense to me how Oregon lost this game because Oregon's defense was stepping up the first the first quarter. But I have to give it up to Urban Meyer. They earned this victory. And Oregon messed up. But as an Eagles fan, I'm hoping this hurt his stock. I want, I want people to be like, I don't know if he can be good. Because you know what? I don't want people to force Marcus into the system and ruin him and make him another like Ryan Tannehill where he's just a quarterback in a wrong situation with too many, you know, different, you know, coaches and all these different coordinators. I want him to come to Philadelphia. This man will be a star in Philadelphia. We will treat this man – like a king in Philadelphia because he can run the offense. He's a threat and he's going to bring the safeties and the cornerbacks up every time he pulls it. The same way that defense is starting to account for Russell Wilson every time he starts to pull it now, the safeties are coming up and he can just hit guys on bombs. And he's going to run these guys open because we have LaShawn McCoy, or we have a dude in Spoles and Chris Polk who doesn't get enough carries in my opinion. Okay, so, so let yeah, me ask you this, you if, if, what? what do, how do
2: you think Marcus Mariota, let's say he does not go there, how, do you think he's, and he, so he's not in Chip Kelly's system or anybody else's system, he's in a pro system. How do you think he's going to fare?
7: If Marcus Mariota goes to Tampa Bay or Tennessee... I don't I don't want to say he's a bust. I really don't. But I want to say he'll be around the tier of I think um what's his what's dude name? I think he'll be like a step or two above dude in uh, Houston. Case Kingdom. He'll be two steps above that guy. Okay. And it's not bad, but you're not like in that. Oh, he's definitely a top ten. No, definitely not even not even top twenty but he's still serviceable. He he'll, he'll, he'll be a serviceable guy, but I don't want teams to force him in their system and try to just take him because oh look, it's Marcus Mario, We got to take him. Teams have done that in the past and the whole best player available set strategy for quarterbacks you're not in love with are not that good of a policy. But, you know, Marcus he'll be fine. I think we'll I think we'll eventually get him even if he doesn't come to us in the draft. And even if he does, I think a team will pass on him. And if he gets past five, if he gets past the fifth pick, then then we're getting him. Just know that. Because Chip Kelly's going to make that call to the 16th. I got a quarterback. We'll trade you. And you can have this. And we'll, and we'll get Mark. But I want to talk about Cardell Jones, man. I want to say, cause, like, congratulations to Cardell Jones. Because I think the moment I saw him, like, in this game, I thought, man, this, this 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 dude is making plays. This dude is making plays. To me, combine the athleticism of like 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 maybe a step or two of, of below Cam Newton, right? Combine that athleticism, right, with the height of Ben Roethlisberger, the toughness of a Tim Tebow in college, and football IQ of maybe someone less than a Winston, because. In my opinion, he, may, yeah, he made a dumb mistake, but so sort did of James. And I think this kid needs to come out immediately. His draft stock is at going to be the highest peak. Anything other than a repeat championship at this point is not going to cut it for, for teams. He has right. to come out now, man. He just had a baby girl. Congratulations to that. And he needs to come out because I see so much potential. I'll tell you right, right now, we were talking about You know, teams, you know, trying to find the next generation for, uh, you know, the Brady's and the Drew Brees' the Rivers' and the Manning's. I'll tell you right now, if I'm a team in the NFL and I'm in the top, like, you know, 15, if I'm in that 15 to 20 range, he's going to be my Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to sit him behind my veteran quarterback. I'm gonna just sit him. I'm gonna just sit him behind my veteran quarterback. I'm gonna let him study under somebody. But maybe you know, since the Broncos, you know, they're in the very uh, so. So when situation. you say Aaron, so you
2: you're talking about taking him in
7: what round? Taking him either late first or probably the whole second round. Because well, I the only, thing, the, the, the
2: only thing about that, Q, you gotta understand: if you you take a guy in the first round, they expect him to play.
7: <laughs> they do. They they do, but. That's to my heart. The, the NFL yeah, but, is going to take him third.
4: Right? Go ahead. Would you say B? No, it's FIFO. But not necessarily sorry, like, like in Q scenario going to the Broncos, I think it'd be smart for them to almost jump at the situation if John Elway believes he's going to have Faye Manning at least one more year. Uh, because I don't believe in Osweiler like that. Um, I think Cardell Jones just brings more intangibles to the table. Um, And if he can get behind a Peyton Manning for even if it is one year, um, I think that's a a major advantage. And uh, in a scenario like that, I think later the first round and all of the second round for teams like that, that have a a starter that they're not necessarily enamored with, you know, even Chicago, um, you know, in that second round, that, that might be something that you might want to take. Uh, because, you know, I don't think Jay Cutler is a long-term answer. So, you know, I think there's some teams um, on that cusp that can take, uh, uh, um, you know, a gamble on them, so sort to of say.
7: I mean, I mean, for a team like Denver, for teams like, you know, the Patriots, even though they have uh, Garoppolo, I'm high on him. I really like him. Uh, Houston, I would be jumping all over Cardell Jones. Do. I don't know what anyone else is talking about, but if I'm Houston, I'm on that. Because they are a quarterback away from being contenders. Like, literally, Super Bowl contenders, you're one quarterback away. All you need is 10 wins, and you are in the playoffs making noise. You got J.J. Watt. You got a good running back, one of the most underrated in the league. You have two great wide receivers still. You have a nice tight end. And your offensive line is decent. To me, you're like the Bengals in the NFC South. So, it's like, you know, I'm sorry, AFC South. So, I mean, Cardell Jones, man, if I'm him... I got to come out, man. I got kids to feed now. So, it's like, you know, it's like, it's go time for uh, for him. But, uh, uh, also, I just want to let y'all know, did y'all know that Mo Williams dropped 52? 52. Yep. Yeah. Mo Williams
2: used to play for the Cavs, Mo Williams?
7: Mo Williams, Mm -hmm. like, on Minnesota, dropped 52 on Indiana. (laughs) I mean, this is like around the same time last year that uh Corey Brewer dropped 50 on him. And, uh, Mo Williams I mean, shouldn't be Brewer. dropping
2: 50 on anybody. No, <laughs> yeah, this just not.
7: This just not, man. But, you know, I just wanted to bring something else up real quick because I wanted to, uh, you know, because Ken, you know, wanted to discuss this real quick. I wanted to talk about Peyton Manning real quick. Okay.
2: Yeah, we're going to get
7: into him. And, and I just want to say before anyone jumps... I have the utmost respect for him. Man. I think he is a top-five quarterback of all time, right? I think he's one of the greatest NFL minds that we've ever had at the quarterback position. But with that being said, he's overrated. And I mean this in the best way possible because you can still be great and be overrated. You can still be in the top five of all time and be overrated. And by overrated, I mean... Everyone else gets held to the standard of what are you doing in the playoffs? Oh, what can you do in the playoffs? Where are your rings at? What can you do in the playoffs when the pressure is on the most, right? Oh, what are you doing? No rings. Okay? Peyton has won against Rex Grossman. I, mean, I was I was an okay to him. But he did beat Brady, so I got to give it to him on that. That's great. That's great. But you're one and, what, two, one and three in the in, in Super Bowl? You got beat down by the Seahawks. And you threw a pick to Tracy Porter. I love Peyton Manning's mind on football. But when it comes to the playoffs and it comes to a complete, like, package and putting the bow on it, he's not seeing Tom Brady to me. Like, he's not seeing him. To me, he's not seeing Elway. And he's not seeing Montana. And I put him at four on my top five because when it comes to money time, he's only done it once. And that does count for something because many guys can't even do it once. But in those guys, when the way that analysts and people put him up to this Olympian height of being hands down the best of all time, I think it's disrespectful to people like Brady and Montana when they've done it three and five times. And those guys, they have great teams around them, but Peyton Manning has some great teams around him too, man. He's had some of the best offenses this league has ever seen, and he only has one, and we're calling him the greatest of all time. We can't do that. Like in my opinion, we can't do that. We can call him the greatest regular season if if you want to, but I think that's a slight to him because that's can, like saying. Can, can you want to rebut this? <laughs> please go ahead. Please, please, Like <laughs> Can you hear
6: me?
2: Can. Hey,
7: can you hear? Me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I can, I can,
2: I okay,
1: can okay,
3: hear okay. Ken Oh, okay. Wait, can, no, yeah, no, this
1: yeah. me, this can't talking.
3: You on Skype? You doing Skype or something? You doing a Skype? Yeah, call? Ken
1: he just Skype in? Oh, okay, Is it working?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, go ahead. Cool, we cool, only cool. got like an hour, Ken. Q, man, for real. So so after you said all of that, you'll still take Mariota, a, a guy that just lost the big game, but you're jumping on Peyton Manning because he can't win the big game? Come on, man. How, you, you're kind of confusing me here.
7: Man, we got college and the in the pros, bro. What what are we talking
1: about I, here? Man? But but, but we I, and I get all that, but we're talking about big games. All right, and, we are talking and about the big games. That's why game. you're Peyton Manning because one and two in the Super Bowl. How many people can even get to three? Huh. You know what I'm saying? And, and people were people were what Elway played in what five? It, it took yeah. him. It took him four times. He and he, he got blown out in his first three. Yeah, but nobody was really dissing him on the level, at least that I can recall, on the level that they're doing Peyton Manning. Nobody was giving giving Elway many, many qualifiers. People were wanting him to win a Super Bowl. You know, and he finally got one. They doubled that. But lost three. He lost his first three. But nobody was dissing or talking about him like he was crap. So I don't understand why 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 you gotta gotta name of Peyton Manning, man. Just the man be quick, man. He, he is what it is. Like, like, you're talking about those good offenses. You know what made those offenses so good? Peyton Manning. Now, granted, this year he had the best well-rounded team that I've seen. He's had talent wise and Fortnite important, and was Wise that I've seen in a while, but he was playing on a busted leg. And that, that explains some of those throws because he was terrible. And mm-hmm. I didn't know he was playing on a bad leg. Cause I, I was like you. I was ready to come in, and, but you know, it's time to give it up. He's old. He's tired. You gotta let it go, but he was playing on a busted leg, you know. So I mean,
7: I don't know, man. You,
1: you, you hating for real, man? Why you? Why you? got <laughs> I recognize,
7: I recognize Peyton Manning's greatness. Like I said this so many times. Well, I, you know what you, like, oh, I
1: got.
2: I, I, I gotta stop you there, you. I think I don't think you do because I think if you say he only has, th- there's only one trophy every year, right? There's only one team that holds the trophy high at the end of the year. Peyton Manning's postseason record is 11 and 13. I mean, you can look at it as glass half empty, half full. Uh, some guys would he chop their right arm off to be 11 and 13.
7: He has 9-1 he has in guns in the playoffs. In the playoffs. But, nine you, uh, yeah, but you have to keep in mind
2: hey, man, especially some of those years in Indy, their defenses sucked. So it wasn't just him. Oh and and goodness. and granted, I I get what you're saying because yeah, the quarterback in the NFL, he gets too much praise if they win, he gets too much criticism if they lose. But that's part of, that's part for the course. I'm just not ready to dump on Peyton Manning.
7: I'm not dumping on him. I'm just saying when you want to put him up there, and I'm going, I'm not going off of y'all's opinion because y'all don't really hold him as the greatest of all time. Like unless you know some of y'all might, but. When I but whenever I hear Trent Delfer and those guys, oh man, he's hands down the greatest of all time. I mean, that's a slight to people like Tom Brady and Montana because those guys have oh. delivered. Those guys, what one Super Bowl, like one to three and hasn't five. Had
1: a Belichick. Man, if you if 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 Payton oh, would have played he with Belichick, man, he, he probably had, he had five a Dungy. Five Are five. you serious? He
7: had he had Tony he played Dungy. for
1: three. Dip- you, he's played for three different head coaches and he's been to the Super Bowl three times.
7: And so he has one. head coaches, right? And he has, he's, he's he has one. He's been there with three, three different
1: guys. Brady has had one guy his whole career that he's built his
7: career off of. Who has he had around him? Who has he had around him? Let's look at that. Who has he had around him? He's had Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harris, and Dallas Clark, okay? That, already, already, he got a ring off, off that. Congratulations. Who does he have here? He has to bring in every, like, free agent on defense. He has to bring in every offensive free agent here to the Broncos, bring in Emmanuel Sanders, brought Welker, Rodney, all those guys. But, that, but that's the it's it's team. He he, he,
2: it's, it's, and this this he can't isn't, win. This, this, isn't, this isn't LeBron, you know, going to team up with D. Wade and Chris Bosh. This is football. And – you know, one thing I've, I've learned just from watching the game and being a part of the game, and, and we all can attest to this, sometimes the best teams don't win. I'll I, I tell anybody right now, this season right here that we just had, 1 through 53, the San Francisco 49ers have more talent than anybody else in the league, 1 through 53, but they didn't make it the playoffs. So it, it, there's a lot of intangibles, a lot of things that happen during the season, I'm not going to put that all on
7: Peyton Manning. I mean, I I, I don't think it's him. it's not all on him. I want to say it right now it's not all on him. Like I'm not saying, "Oh, you're you're the reason that you're not." You know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, saying in dude. this in this vacuum of we're talking about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, to me putting him above Tom Brady and Montana is blasphemous. Like that's just utter disrespect right, to Tom Brady say that. and Joe Montana. No, I didn't say y'all. Y'all said that. I'm just saying, when it comes to the media opinion of that, I think when people say that and give him passes, but we put everyone else on the hook, like, they weren't even blaming Peyton Manning for that Seattle loss. And I don't think they should have, but they completely absolved him. They completely absolved him. And let's not act like he didn't throw a duck. Let's not act like he didn't throw ducks that entire Super Bowl. So for I mean, we so really, really cute.
2: What, what could Kate Manning had done last year?
7: He couldn't to, have done anything. He couldn't have done anything. the on fact now. that the the fact that they absolve him from that is just it's just ridiculous to me because they will never absolve Tom Brady of that. Oh, is Tom Brady too old? Is Tom Brady washed up? Is Tom Brady getting tired? Tom Brady, is Belichick come done? Come on now! Well, I mean, people right were throwing Brady past all time. Uh,
2: and after week four.
7: Exactly. I'm saying that the double standard of they will get on Tom Brady, but they will never say anything about the golden child, Peyton Manning. That's all Tom I'm trying Brady. to say. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm, I'm trying to say. I think Peyton Manning is the top five quarterback of all time, solidified Hall of Famer, first ballot, hands down, one of the greatest offensive minds ever. But when it comes to the conversation of greatest quarterback of all time, for him to be constantly absolved of any blame, any criticism, is ridiculous. And it needs to stop. We need to start calling Spade spades and stop trying to, like, keep him out of, like, criticism. Because the dude has one ring compared to the two that they're putting him above, man. It's just like they don't even mention my, my, the, the Joe Montana and Tom Brady anymore. That's all I'm trying to say. Y'all don't have y'all opinion. And I agree that he is one of the greatest. But in the media conversation, in that vacuum, I cannot put him in the top two because he has not produced to be a top two of all time, but top well, five, now there, there you sure. go right
2: there you're talking about the media. So I mean that for sure. You know you got to take you got when you talk about the media and how they look how they view Peyton Manning. You got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean you just do of course. And then we're in the moment. I mean, what would you say about Peyton Manning five years from now, six years from now, ten years from now? That's the thing.
1: So. I don't know man I just I mean I'm listening to your Q, and I and I hear all the talking points you know 1 and 3 and 11 and 13 and and uh first nine first round exits I mean it sounds like these are just reasons to come up with ways to just criticize the guy you know what i looking at just at his record,
7: hard, It's just facts it Tom, uh, Tom Brady hasn't won a, a two bowl in 10 years the what? Tom Brady hasn't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. He's on the clock, okay? He's on the clock. He's on the clock of, and I've always said this, that the Patriots, ever since they got caught cheating, it's funny how they haven't won a Super Bowl since. I've constantly said that. I'm not biased towards Peyton. I have no allegiance to Tom Brady, man. They they robbed us in that Super Bowl, and Donovan robbed us. I ain't even going to get into that. But, <laughs> for them, but for them to, like, say that, oh, man, Peyton Manning, such a great quarterback, greatest of all time, greatest regular season. To me, that's a shot to him. I don't want them to to give him the greatest regular season of all time because we don't do that in any other sport. For some reason, football is the only sport where we can have the greatest regular season people of all time, and the only one is Peyton Manning. And it's just like we would never call Allen Iverson the greatest regular season player of all time. He has no rings, but is he still one of the best? Yes. Is Pay Manning still one of the best, yes, ever, we've ever seen. But for them to put him above the two who have done it time and time again, who've been consistent. Who and another stat, the average quarterback who has one who has one Super Bowl, the first round out that they've got the average is four. Pay Manning has five more than that, dude. Like five more than that. His record in the playoffs, he's fourteen. He's throwing fourteen touchdowns to 11 interceptions
1: in the playoffs. Hey, but you know what, Q? We can't. We can't um, overlook
7: that. He, he's hey, just unlucky.
1: We... Look, look, look. <laughs>
7: he he's
1: here and say LeBron yeah. is better than Kobe, and LeBron only has, what, two rings, and Kobe has five. Look. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It, it, it's just – it happens. But when you look at these guys look at what they're able to do – and, you know, what numbers they're able to put up, I, I think there's a valid argument based on the numbers that they put up.
7: Now, if you want oh, to talk dude. W's
1: and L's and championships, that's a, that's a different discussion.
7: Oh, man. Look, I'm, hey I'm going to We man. got a couple
2: more calls we got to jump to, man. As always, bro, man, we thank you for calling Painter. in, man.
7: Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Just stop stop blinding y'all selves, man. Read the facts, man. But
1: that's it. i <laughs> <Stop> hating, man. <laughs> hey, we'll holler at you next week, Q.
2: I Peace. Phone number Q call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Yeah man, we call call us up, man, if you want to debate it, man. We're right here, man. Me, Beezy, Key uh Ken and FIFO, man. We're definitely gonna chop it up, which is taking you up until eleven PM Eastern Standard Time. Um man, we've we we've been on this uh college football. We hadn't and paid man, we hadn't even gotten into the controversy. Uh, <laughs> you all know it. We've seen it uh, time and time again. Um, this past Sunday, happened again. Referees make a call to maybe determine a game. You be the judge. Uh, Des Bryant, fourth and two. Tony Romo drops back. I think it's a little bit more than four minutes left in the, in the fourth quarter game. They're down um, against the Green Bay Packers. Fourth and two, he drops back, throws a pretty pass to Des Bryant who's streaking up the left sideline. Dez Des Bryant goes up, catches the ball with two hands, takes three steps, lunges for the end zone, and then it happened. The ball hit the ground. Des Bryant rolled over, snagged the ball again as it became dislodged from his arm as he lunged for the for the for the goal line. Uh he was ruled down or he was originally ruled down at, at the one yard line. Um, Packers coach Mike McCarthy throws the red challenge flag and they challenge the play and replay shows that the ball became dislodged after Des Bryant hit the ground the call was then reversed and deemed incomplete because it was fourth down it gives the ball to Green Bay Green Bay goes on to convert three more third downs as they close out the game and win 26-21 to and some will say that it was karma because Dallas uh, beat Detroit the week before on a blown call. Or maybe it wasn't a blown call. So, I'm going to start with our Detroit representative. Detroit versus everybody. my boy, Beezy. Um, B, did the reverse call cost Dallas the game?
3: Beezy. Where the hell did B go? Hello, hello. Can y'all hear me? Oh, no, there you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, uh, yeah, because I think what well, that that took them up by what three points after they hit the extra point, then they got a touchdown, right. hit the extra point, went up about three points. Um, I mean, I mean, cause they won in the game? We don't know that because Aaron Rodgers could have came right back down with three minutes left to go, and and Packers could have come went down and scored a touchdown. You know, so I mean. I don't know if that's really, like, a big game-changer. But I will say this. The same thing happened, and I tweeted this, too. The same thing happened to Calvin Johnson about, what, two or three years ago we played Chicago yep, Bears, regular season game. Yeah, it was yep, a regular season 10. game. Calvin, it was the, the same, and not really the same scenario. Like, Calvin wasn't diving in for the ball. But it was the same part where he caught the ball. He, We thought he had possession of it. He dropped it. You know, like, he had it. Two feet touched the ground. Why he had the ball, he let it go. Bam, we thought it was a touchdown. Incomplete pass. He dropped the pass. So, it's kind of like the same scenario. You know, Dez Bryant is the same scenario as the Calvin Johnson. If you want to call a Calvin Johnson catch incomplete, you got to call the Dez Bryant catch you know, incomplete as well because it, the ball hit the ground. He really didn't have full possession of it. The ball hit the ground. Same thing with Calvin Johnson. So, It's the same exact scenario. Now, I'm not saying, ha, 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 that's what y'all get. Because, (laughs) you know, the week before, if you look at the Calvin Johnson scenario, this is the same exact thing. If they're going by the rule book from Calvin Johnson, then they got to follow the rule book from this Dez Bryant situation. And it is what it is. Now, if they they'd have won the game, we don't know that. Because, like I said, we got Aaron Rodgers. He can come down and score in in a minute and ten seconds how quick he can score. So, you never know. It would have gave him a good. It would have put the pressure on the Packers, you know. Of course, but you know, it is what it is. It, to me, I just this is what I said and I said The Calvin Johnson, having to Bryant, that's in the end of story. They shouldn't be whining because in the same scenario.
2: No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. There you have it, right there, from a Detroit Lions fan. Four, what about you, man? Did did the reverse call cost Dallas the game?
4: Uh, I'm with B on this one. Um, you know, you don't you don't know because if you scored, you have more than enough time for Aaron Rodgers to come down and do something. I think he proved that he's probably the best quarterback in football right now, on uh, one gimpy calf. Um, but you know, uh, I thought it was a catch. Um, I, I didn't I didn't really see the ball hit the ground. Uh, to me, it looked like he pretty much had his hand up under it the whole time. It did bobble, but it never hit the ground, so therefore it should have been a catch. In my estimation, Uh, but um, I I don't don't know, man, you know, um, you change one thing, everything else changes, so I I, I can't compute all of those different variables to know if Dallas would have won or Green Bay would have won, but I I do think that, like I said last week, it's home field advantage, and that's why you play to get home field. It helped out Dallas the week before, and this probably helped out Green Bay. It is what it is, man. Calls are going to go either way. You just got to play through it. Um, and, that, and that didn't necessarily cost them the game. There were some other plays that they could have made. Um, so that one play, no one play ever really costs you the game. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, regardless of whatever sport you play, there's things that add up uh to uh, to 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 make the reasons why you didn't win that particular game and I think that that was just the case um it's just a, a spectacular play by Des Bryant that unfortunately because he's so elite it's hard to you know it is it, hard to understand when you have such a concrete rule and you try to fit what is you know highly variable to a rule because I think that this is absolute and, you know, all of these other things, I think it should have been a catch. I think that the rules need to be reevaluated. Um But at the end of the day, they lost. Green Bay moved on. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? Uh, did it affect the game?
1: <laughs> it uh, yeah. It, it affected the game, and I think uh, – uh, I mean, it's hard to say if it cost him the game. I, I I kind of think it may have um, because it was such a big play. It was fourth and six. Think six, six. Romo goes deep. Brian makes a, a hell of a catch. I mean, and, and you know, and and I was like, wow, you know, and and um and I thought it was incomplete. I thought it was hit the ground. He regained possession, so I, I was thinking it was a touchdown. Um, I, I didn't even think it was going to be marked down at the one, um, but I, I think it probably cut them the game because Aaron Rodgers was struggling. Man, he, he really couldn't do much um, that whole game, and I, I thought if if with if Dallas had that lead, they probably were going to pin their ears back and come at him, and I think it would have been much he would have been able to do. Um, but you know, I, I I thought it was a catch. I did see it hit the ground and squirt up in his arm. Not to the point where he used the ground to really uh, catch the ball. Because he had, he, he had possession, he was lunging, the ball kind of came loose, Ball the Brown can't cause a fumble. But when listening to uh, Chris Carter explain it, a guy who's a Hall of Famer and played in the league, you know, it, it just made sense to me. But it was the process of, of the catch. So I'm in agreement with everybody that they should go back and uh, reevaluate it. Because when I look at the Calvin Johnson uh, touchdown, I don't know how they overruled that because – Right, fully mm-hmm. pop the ball for for possession, hit the ground, mm-hmm. put the ball on the ground to turn around and go celebrate. But anyway, that that's that's old. But I, I'm not like B. I, I'm the guy that's going. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you know. While I picked Dallas to win that game, I thought what happened last uh, two weeks ago. I, I I I thought that to me that was sickening for them to do something like that. Uh, that that didn't really have uh, uh something in the rule book to substantiate them picking that flag up. So I, I definitely thought it was Carmen. I had a lot of man, I had a lot of people uh hot at me me uh <laughs> Sunday uh or something when the game was because I was tweeting about it because it, it felt like it was it, it, you know, it was just it this this would happen to Dallas, you know, after what happened to them and and how they managed to uh use what happened in the Detroit game as, as a basis to win that game. Um, so, you know, I yeah, I, I was like, ha, 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 you know, with, with the whole thing. I picked Green Bay to win that game. I picked game in Detroit. So it wasn't like I was for Detroit to win the game. I mean, I, I'm neutral you know, anyway because I don't really have a team or a horse in this race. But just seeing what – just just remembering what happened in that Detroit game and seeing that happen, you know, just felt like it was just deserts for – for Dallas to get their just due man, because you know there were a lot of Cowboy people that had a whole different tone in that Detroit game, but when they play in the rule book that they can go see that they've called consistently throughout the whole n f l season and since that rule's been in place, so there's a history there they had a right. whole different tone, so now all of a sudden the rules change, so uh so anyway, that you know that, that that's how I kind of felt about it. Um, it was entertaining I think the better team won Aaron Rodgers beat him one leg And, and problem, you guys beat by a one leg quarterback
2: That's, <laughs> game. Yeah, that, that's need tough to right that. there getting, getting beat by a one leg quarterback I'm going to give my quick answer Jump to two quick updates and then jump to the phone lines. we got a couple calls waiting. Um, I, I think it it affected the game, but it didn't – I'll say the same thing I said last week. Uh, it affected the game, but it did not cost them the game. Uh, reason being is that, um, you know, Dallas still had an opportunity to stop them on, on defense, and they didn't. Um, and they had several opportunities. I think the game changed uh, when Dallas uh, inexplicably was in a third-and-one situation right before halftime going in where they could have scored – and they had Romo in a shotgun. He drops the ball, ends up having to throw the ball out of bounds. Subsequently, they they go to they have to line up to kick a field goal. Uh, there's a false start, so they push it back another five yards, and the kicker missed the field goal. Aaron Rodgers then takes the Packers down the field. They kick a field goal, and they go into the halftime 14-10. When they could have easily been down, uh, you know, seven to seventeen or seven, you know, whatever, um, if had they scored. So. I thought that was huge. Um, great effort by Des Bryant. I don't like the rule, but the rule, it, it, it plays to the T. It, it exactly describes, you know, that you have to carry, you have to maintain it all the way through the possession, through the, the whole process, and he didn't. When the ball hit the ground, he the ball was dislodged from his arm. He rolled over and caught it, and, you know, it's by the way that the, that the rule states it was the correct call. As much as I hate Dallas, I, I didn't like the call. Because I, I don't think that you have that type of call, especially, you know, the type of game. To be honest, guys, I don't think that they're going to change that. That's a rule that's been in place. Like I said, it's the Calvin Johnson rule. It's been in place now for this is the fourth year. Um, I'm sorry, it's third year. I don't think they're going to change it at all. A um, couple of quick notes, uh, boxing notes. Um, promoter says Manny Pacquiao has agreed to terms for a fight with Mayweather. Um that's what Bob Arum told um Yahoo Sports uh I guess earlier this evening that a fight is on the way. So we'll see once you know we hear from Mayweather's camp. Um and other breaking news uh the New York Jets Uh, are expected to hire a defensive coordinator from the Arizona Cardinals, Todd Bowles. Uh, New York Jets are supposed to offer him a four-year deal. Uh, That deal could be consummated by tomorrow morning. Uh, Right now, let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to 678. 678. Let's see if we can pull it up here. One second here. Okay, okay. here we go, 678, you're on the line with Dead End Sports What's your name, where are you calling
7: from?
0: I'm Chandra, and I'm calling from Georgia Hey, what's up, Chandra? Hey, how you doing, Kyle?
2: I'm good, I'm good, good to hear your voice
0: Great, I, I have to call in and say this By the way, I'm going to address this to Ken
2: You know what? <laughs> they don't
0: have yeah, and you too, Kyle Because I'm listening here, I hope they don't change the rules they okay. they should not change the rule because it is a rule for a reason. And the coach, I, I did some research. They had an hour to come in and win that football game, and they failed to do that. It wasn't about officiating. And then I lost all respect for Des Bryant when he took to Twitter. When he took to Twitter and said he tipped the ball to gain better control, No, he wants them to change a rule book, but they shouldn't have to change the rule book for him. And then he turns around and says he's been making that play all season long. I have no respect for him at all. I mean, at all, and I don't like the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm so glad that (laughs) they they should not change the rule. At the end of the day, the play was huge. Now, that play was huge but it did not cost them the game. I agree with C4 100%. One play didn't cost you a game. You boys had 60 minutes to come in there and work, and you failed to do mm-hmm. that. Oh, the best team won.
2: There you go. Right. There you go. Did, how did you feel about the call the, the week before? Did you say the same thing, like, you know, as far as Detroit –
0: I don't like the Cowboys, period. I just don't like them. But I just feel at the end of the day, rules are put in place for a reason. Right. So if you have that, so then what What for me, Bad sportsmanship, see, I may not know the statistics, you know, and all the stats, but bad sportsmanship, I can spot a mile away. You don't go to Twitter and ask somebody to change a rule because it didn't apply for you that day. It may apply for you for the season, but this was a big game, and I stand behind the coach. You boys had sixty minutes to play ball, and you failed to play ball. You could have had a lead way before that play. You don't ever wait to the end, you know. In those last calls, that's bitter. That's crucial. This is just pretty my opinion. Not, I true. agree with the Cal. It was a pretty pass, brother. I agree with y'all. Oh, it,
2: it was. I mean, I, and, and you know, people, and myself included. Tony Romo's been much maligned, but uh, Tony Romo, I think, was like 15 for 19, almost 200 yards. He was pretty much fly- – and, and and that – to throw that kind of pass takes a lot of guts because it's fourth and two, and you got DeMarco I Murray right it. behind yeah. you where you could have easily turned around and handed him the ball uh, to to make that throw and, and make a perfect throw, and Dez went up and, and made a phenomenal catch. He just didn't – It's it, true. He didn't, he but, didn't keep the ball. That's the bottom rule. line.
0: By the rule, he must hold on to it throughout the process of contacting Mm -hmm. the ground. And he didn't do that. So that pass is incomplete. You lose. Case closed. Don't go and battle the referee or the fish. You know you didn't. And then you take (laughs) to Twitter. And then you say on Twitter, I tip the ball to gain better control. Uh, Which one is it? But they need to change the rule book. You boys didn't play ball. That's the end of the story. It hey, happened, so, but didn't do what you were supposed to do. That's just my personal opinion. I'm glad they lost. I'm glad Ohio State won too. I am so glad Dallas lost. Go. I really am. I really am because I, you know Des Bryant is wrong, and I have no more respect for him. He's a woodsy.
3: He's a woodsy. Yeah. I just want to so say, you, sh- I, was, I, I just want to say shout out to you because you like you're like our most active Facebook person on our, on our I, oh no sports page.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, i talk to you. If you don't talk to me, I just love the game. But, you know, I don't know the statistics and the stats, but I do know ball. And I know when I saw that, you do not. You know, you accept the responsibility, okay? It was incomplete. You lost the game. So I'm going <laughs> to stand behind the coach. The coach quoted, and I want to say this. He said, let me make this clear. This game was about was not about officiating. They had 60 minutes. And the opportunity to come up in here and win the football game. And at the end of the day, we didn't get the job done. That's the truth. The play was big, it but is. it didn't cost the boys the game. It but Jerry Jones
1: was didn't think that Jerry Jones was hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry day. Jones was mad as hell. <laughs> it is what it is. It's hey The bigger they are, the harder they fall.
2: Hello. You have
0: to follow rules. Rules are put in place for a reason.
2: Yeah, and, and to be honest, Chandra, I, I don't think that that rule, like I said, it's only been in place for three years. I think I the competition the committee Donald. will look at it, but I, I, I don't see them changing that.
0: For And, and to be honest, it, it rarely
2: happens. It, I don't know what Dez meant by what he said on Twitter, okay. but it, it rarely happens. You, that, you've seen that call maybe five times this year, if that. Well,
0: let me add, no offense, guys, but just let me add Spifo this, because, you know, I, I just rap with Spifo, because Spifo be talking some real stuff. So when he goes on FIFO and he says he dipped the ball to gain better control, really what does he mean by that?
4: Well, I, I think it's probably like toward the end, um, when he's like rolling over, um or or I guess at the beginning, like when you took the body to yourself just to, you know, get a better grip. I'm not sure what he was talking about though, so Oh yeah, I really...
0: I yeah, he said he he went to the ground and rolled over. And he said, Mm -hmm. I tipped the ball to gain better control. He said, and we lost it, and I accept that, but they really need to change that rule. And that made me hot. Who are you to change the rule? Because you tipped the ball. You're supposed to catch that ball. There you go. That's
4: the first uh, time. You don't have a problem. Well, the rule is it's a catch as long as it doesn't touch the ground. So I'm assuming when he rolled over, he kind of – he technically, quote, unquote, lost possession because he let the ball go, but he grabbed it again. That's
0: incomplete.
4: No, but wait, hold on. But but the rule is the ball cannot touch the ground. The ball never touched the ground. So that's number one. And also the referees also acknowledge possession. You cannot gain possession without – Catching the ball first So therefore he caught He caught the ball first Hit the ground when he lunged He still had possession the ball never hit the ground Let go of the ball grabbed it again Never touched the ground So therefore it should be a catch Oh
0: no no no
3: Oh no no
0: no That's not the cause Is that what you saw That's
3: not what I saw (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. If it, the ball did hit the the ball hit the ground when he extended it. The problem was, and and you can use the ball. You can, the ball can hit the ground in that instant. The problem okay. is, is that when when the ball hit the ground as he rolled over, the momentum it, it dislodged itself. So it, like Are back in the day, there used to be a rule call. They they would say that the ground couldn't cause a fumble. So if this was okay. five years ago, at at worst, what they would have called this was a catch. A fumble. He recovered the fumble. He could not advance the fumble ball at the one yard line. But since they instituted that that catch, and, I, and, I, and I, I, if you haven't seen it, if anybody listening to us have not seen it, go Google or go on YouTube and check out the the Calvin Johnson catch that they ruled that okay. was a, a, a that was incomplete. That that it doesn't even look like this, but I understand the premise of it, but. What happened was when when the ball hit the ground, and he rolled over. That's when he lost possession. So he could. So in essence, what they're saying is that he gained, he regained possession. He lost possession via the ground. He regained it, and you know, basically, that's not a catch. So by rule, the rule clearly states exactly what he did. So by rule, it is incomplete. Personally, I don't like the rule, but the the refs made the right call, and they, you know, I unlike. Think, go ahead. Think so.
0: I think so. It was incomplete. I just I just had to call in and say that because that really made me hot. You don't take to Twitter and explain yourself. You respect the calling to move on.
2: There you go. And there no- you go. Well, Chandra, we definitely, we definitely uh, appreciate you. We see you on Facebook oh. uh, chiming in and everything like that. Definitely appreciate you for calling in. Don't be a stranger. Hit us up. We're here every week.
0: No problem, and thank you, guys.
2: No thank problem. No problem. We'll, problem. we'll talk to you next up. time.
0: All
1: right, thanks for calling in.
2: Peace. Phone number, Chandra, calls 646 We don't get a lot of ladies to call in, but we love when they call in and they have a lot of passion. Definitely appreciate the love. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 773 Chi-Town. You're on the air with, with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
5: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jock Man. Jock, what's Jack going man. on, man? Uh, not much. Um, quickly, I just want to just quick. Hey, about... what's up? Peyton Manning in the playoffs. I just want to. i ask you guys this: Who has the better passer rating in the playoffs, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning?
2: Yo, you stump me. Who, who uh, does,
1: man? It's Peyton Manning. I, I don't know. I don't care, man.
3: <laughs> Can't.
5: Go ahead, John. Keep it. I, thought, I just don't think I it's, uh, with Q. it's fair to criticize Payne and praise Brady when they have pretty much uh, the same rating, yet Payne doesn't have as good of a team around him like Tom Brady always had. Um, right. <clears throat> and uh, quickly on the uh, Des Bryant catch, uh, yeah, I get I'm okay with them overturning it, but I don't like the rule at all. I. It, it was a catch. I maybe you shouldn't have played it like the way he did, but it's I I don't like the rule. I was okay with it in uh when it happened to Calvin Johnson against the Bears, but I'm, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but not so much right now when it benefits the Packers. Uh but one play that really stood out to me more that I feel like had a bigger impact was um it was like I guess early in the third quarter, like DeMarco Murray had the ball and he was like He's like those holes like so huge, and he's like about to go run like run straight to the end zone, and Peppers knocks mm-hmm. the ball right out. If that didn't happen, yeah. then maybe the Cowboys would win that way because that's a touchdown right there. Instead, it's a t- turnover for the Packers. That was a much bigger play. Yeah, I agree.
2: I, th- I think that was that was key, man, because you you could see, and I think that that's partly why Murray fumbled the ball because I think his eyes were straight up the field. All he saw was green grass ahead of him. And if you watch the replay, uh, uh, Murray is almost past Julius Peppers as Peppers knocks the ball out. Peppers is really kind of just grasping, just trying to grab him, and he just happened to knock, happened to knock the ball out. That was a huge momentum shift, um, you know, in, in, in Green Bay's favor, and, you know, it ultimately led to them, you know, getting back into the game.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, I For the upcoming week in the playoffs, I – I see both hunties winning. I just I am not convinced that Indianapolis could beat Tom Brady after they Brady and the Patriots went into Indianapolis earlier this year and killed them. Um and Aaron Rodgers is he could survive against Dallas' defense. It's not I can't see him doing the same against Seattle's defense. They're too fast. Right. And uh one final thing, uh John Fox, who's uh who just uh was let go by Denver, is uh being mm-hmm. interviewed by the Bears. Tomorrow, and uh, I think that would be the my the better hire, especially if Todd Bowles is already going uh, to get hired by the Jets, because that right. was my earlier favorite. And I just want him to hurry up and get this over with, because I am so tired of hearing about the Bears right now. <laughs> ready for them, for them to go away and wait till the draft. So I can hear about them again.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Hey, well as always, Jack man We definitely appreciate the love, brother. Thanks for calling in, man. All
5: right, call you next week.
2: All right, man. Stay warm up there, man. Alright, see ya. Peace. Phone number
5: Jogman call from chi Town, six four
2: six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, this show is flying by. We only got like fifteen minutes left. Um real quick, I'm gonna throw it around to you guys. Uh we talked about Peyton Manning. Uh, one thing we didn't get into with Q uh when he was on talking about Peyton Manning. Uh, just real quick, man, uh, and I'll start first with you. B, do you think he should retire? I mean, Elway has come out and said that he expects him to come back next year, of course, but he also said told him to take his time. Um, do you think he should retire?
3: Uh, I think at this point, I would probably say yeah, because at this, I mean, what else does he have to prove? I mean, people. Media, whatever fans, they're gonna put him down as you know one of the top three, top two, whatever you want to rank him, quarterback in the NFL. Um, he he's surpassed a lot of records at the QB position. You know, I, I mean, at this point, he really doesn't have nothing else to prove. Really, I mean, you know, keep keep while your health is starting to decline, you getting you know you might get injured more. You plan on, on on messed up legs. Just retire. I mean, at this point, I would say just retire. You don't got anything else to prove. Not in my book, at least. You don't have anything else to prove. You know, you got your ring. You got your accomplishments so as a QB. Just hang it up. That's just me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What about you, FIFO? Uh, Peyton Manny, man. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the all-time greats. You think you should shut it down or keep playing?
4: I think you should shut it down. Um, it, it just felt that way. You know, um, your eyes rarely deceive you. And watching that, he just doesn't have it anymore. So, you know, uh, for, from the shoulders up, cerebral, I don't think that there's been a better quarterback in, in, in the history of the National Football League. He can still beat you with with his mind, but he just can't get the ball where he needs it to be. Um, and, and, and that's unfortunate. You know, but it happens. He had uh, surgery on his neck, and, you know, obviously when when you're talking about the neck, that connects to your shoulder, connects to your arm, connects to everything that you need to throw the ball on top of, you know, having too bad or having a bad quad or something like that so your base is messed up at the same time. You just see it, and and, and I said it before this game. They're they're leading up, up until this week. It just, I don't know what happened to Peyton. And maybe he hit a, a, a physical wall where mm-hmm. now he just, you know, that's his arm and it is what it is. And if it is, how can he play? Because right. because you got to take shots down the field. And he cannot do that. We haven't seen it the last three to four weeks. So if this is the Peyton Manning that we're expected to see from here on out, then it's time to let it go because he can no longer compete. And we know – Hey, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't really have a team.
2: Exactly, exactly. What about you, Ken? Uh, what's your take on the man? Should he shut it down or should he give it one more go?
1: Yeah, I think he should. Um... Can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah, we got we, you. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I I think he I think he should retire, man. Uh don't don't give Q any more ammunition to talk uh, <laughs> crap about you man. Just go ahead and hang it up and uh and be done with it. He um he he just didn't have it. It he, he finally looked old and um it w- it was sad to watch that happen Sunday, him missing as many throws as he did. Yes, we can attribute a lot of it to the to the torn uh to his leg, but you know he struggled down the stretch, and the injury could have been a part of it. But uh, nah, man, just hang it up, man. I I, I think now with the change in in, in leadership at the head coach position, you don't want to go through that. And even though you, don't. so just just give it up, man. Let, let, let's let's just let's just be done. Yeah,
2: I think um, you know, and I kind I I said this watching the game the other night. Um, he kind of reminds me of how Jordan. Remember Jordan when he played with the Wizards. I mean, like Jordan with the Wizards, he could he could still give you twenty five, and I think he averaged like twenty two that year. But it just wasn't the same. Like it just didn't. He, he didn't for one. He looked different in a different uniform. But you know, Manning, like some of those throws Sunday, man, he just and and I understand. Yeah, he was hurt, but this is what we've been seeing. And Father Tom is undefeated, so I think you know unless he just has the desire. Now, if you if you can he still play, yeah, he can still play. But I think really we're, what, we're, what we've what we seen is what we're going to keep getting from him. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, is that enough? Um, as a fan, as some, you know, just being able to watch him, I, I would love to see him come back, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he shut it down. And it it just might be that time. And I think sometimes as an athlete, you you want to walk out on your own, own terms. And like FIFA said, you know, the eyes don't deceive you. You know when you lost a step or two um and uh and it's important it's going to be crucial for denver to you know if if he even if he does come back to try to make some type of decisions as to where they want to go because even if he gives them another year you've got to draft a quarterback you've got to bring in another free agent or somebody who's going to back him up because it's not going to be you know uh, he's he's obvious and they knew it coming in he's not a long-term solution by any stretch of the We got about nine minutes left. Let's jump through. Let's go through the next two uh, the 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 championship games. Um, Colts versus Patriots. FIFA. Uh, Who wins this?
4: Man, um, you know, just looking at how the Colts played, um, I'm leaning toward the Colts. I think that this might be the passing of the baton. Uh, to Andrew Luck, uh, he looks like he's growing up and maturing in these playoffs. Um, and, and the crazy part is he's only three years in now. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. Going to Fox, Foxborough and beating the Belichick Brady machine at home is difficult to do. So I'm really, I'm really hanging in the balance here, man. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go with, 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 with Luck and them boys. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, FIFA, I mean, I'm sorry, B. Uh, Colts versus Patriots, man. Who wins?
3: Uh, Patriots. I'm going with Patriots on this one. I mean, okay. just like what people said, you got the Belichick Brady machine. I think they had, they had, they are a much better team defensively than they was last year. Um, but you know you can't count on uh, Andrew Luck's heart. I mean, for him to do what he did with with less, with a lot less against the Broncos. I mean, you know. It wouldn't like completely shock me, but you know, I, I got I got um I got them beaten. I got the uh, Patriots winning. I ain't gonna say easily, but I just I just got them winning this game. They're gonna advance to the Super Bowl. Ravens okay. were playing the sixth Super Bowl.
1: So
2: that's what I got. There it is. What about you, Ken? Uh Colts, Patriots, who wins?
1: Ravens struggled. I mean the the Patriots struggled against the Ravens who didn't have a, a really a, an, an elite offense. I'm rolling with uh, the Colts man. Um I'm I'm with FIFA. Uh I, I think this could be uh Andrew Luck's signature win. Can you imagine if he beat Brady and Manning in the same year? That that would be incredible man and and um so yeah I don't know. I just got a feeling I you know, I, I, I think uh I think they're gonna get it done man. I think they want revenge for what happened earlier in the season and I don't expect to see Jonas Gray run for four touchdowns and 200 plus yards again i think they'll be ready
3: what would be incredible right. is if yeah you you're right ken if he beats manning brady and say he plays seahawks and beat them like can you imagine what what mm-hmm. man what that's gonna do to him like that's crazy but i just want to yeah see
4: the legend would, would would start right there yep
2: definitely definitely i think um I like I like Brady at home, man. I like Brady at home, uh, bringing this one home, headed to his. Uh, what is that be sixth Super Bowl? Um, so yeah, I like yep. I like Brady and Belichick at home. Uh, last but not least, uh, Seahawks. Uh, let's see, the Seahawks are playing. Who are they playing? Oh, <laughs> Seahawks are playing Packers. Yeah, Green Bay. Uh, Ken, Green Bay, Seattle. Who who you got?
1: Oh man, this is so tough. Um, where's it? It's in Seattle, right? In Seattle, yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, I'm a roll with the brother, man. Um, Seattle's if if Cam Chancellor is playing like that, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. nobody's beating them, man. Right? Because that dude, I swear, he was on, he he was on some type of drug in that game, jumping over an offensive lineman twice. <laughs>
6: He was so. Oh
1: my gosh! Oh my goodness, man! Yeah, he he made that game so entertaining. Uh, Um, them man, that defense—they they they love to hit, man. They love playing defense. Um, I got to roll with Seattle, man. Ah, this was tough, though. But Aaron Rodgers hurt, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. He's still hurt. What about you, B? Who are you taking, Seattle or uh, Green Bay? Uh,
3: Seattle at home. Defense playing lights out. Uh, you know, can't say defense playing that motivated. Chris Chandler, he's playing that motivated. Everybody else playing that motivated. Uh, Richard Sermon, you know, he's doing his thing. You ain't if you throw it to him if you want to, throw it to him if you want to. Aaron Rodgers, but you know, <laughs> right? trying to get it picked off. So exactly. I got
4: I
2: got I got Seahawks. I got I got Seahawks winning. And FIFA, what about you, man?
4: Man, I'm going with, with, with my Super Bowl pick from the beginning of the year, man. I said Seattle, especially if they got home field advantage, man. You you are not going to beat that team in Seattle. Even the bad man Aaron Rodgers himself, but he's not 100%. So I'm definitely taking uh, the Seahawks. And Ken's 100% absolutely right about Ken that dude, He was the difference in the game. I think Russell Wilson played a hell of a game. And I talked mm-hmm. to me uh, um, this past weekend. We went to go hoop. And I was like, watching that Seattle game, Russell Wilson needs himself a Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey type of guy that he can just throw it up and make plays. Because there was two or three throws that he made toward the end zone that the guys he has just cannot make that play. And I think that the Seahawks are going to win this year, but I, I think that they could truly be a dynasty. But they're not going to win a third one until they get themselves a a elite outside talent Cause it's just or or, or an elite tight end somebody because they just don't have it. They have the run game. They got Russell Wilson, but they need somebody that 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 just goes and makes plays, man, out there. Um, they don't have it, but they're good enough. They can definitely compensate for that. And um, yeah, man, that 12th man is real. The 12th man is real, yes, sir.
2: It really is. I like Seattle, man. I like Seattle. Um, I like Seattle to to win that. Um, that they, like you said, they're just they're tough at home, man. Really, really tough at home. Um, I, I think you know you. It, it would take a Herculean effort by Aaron Rodgers. To, um, to 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 upset them, especially if he's on one leg. If he's on one leg, I'm not betting on him at all. Um, real quick before we get out of here, because we get a notification, we got about 90 seconds. The Cleveland Cavaliers are getting smoked by the by the the Phoenix Suns, 85 to 72. If they lose this game, and the game is in the third quarter, it's about to go to the fourth quarter. If they lose this game, they will go under 500. LeBron is playing tonight, so um, shout out to my Hawks man, nine in a row. Uh, shout out to the, the Detroit Pistons. Um, they've won what eight out of nine since uh, cutting John nine, Josh Smith. Nine, so. nine, nine out of 10
3: nine Oh out sorry, out nine of out of
2: ten. Nine out of ten. So shout out to yep. the Pistons as well. Um, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, remember, this show being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you ch- make sure that you check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Make sure you check us out on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Um, like I said, that's gonna do it for this week. We'll be back next week. Make sure you hit us up on all social media, outlets, follow us, tweet us, hit us up. Uh we're here. Uh, we ain't going nowhere. This is a place where sports opinions collide. So for B Z, for, for people, I'm your host twelve Kyle. We'll hold you guys next week. Peace.
3: I'm thankful.
2: I'm in
7: love with the cocoa.
5: <laughs> I'm thankful.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh,